2: This is Emotional Management, a weekly checkup from the neck up with Dr. Christian Conti, brought to you by Summit Psychology Services on KDKA Radio.
1: Welcome to Emotional Management. I'm so glad that you have chosen to spend your time with us tonight. I'm honored that you're here. If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866. 866- of course you can always email us in the dollar bank instant access at KDKRadio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line this show is an opportunity it's a blessing for me to impact a wider audience and i definitely do not take that for granted i met some really wonderful people this week who reached out and told me that they are out there listening every week and I feel very uh, grateful and honored and humbled by that. So thank you so much for everyone who joins us. If this is your first time joining us, thank you. If you're, you're a weekly listener, thank you. Look, I think in life sometimes it's natural to downplay some of the things that we do because it's kind of hard to see ourselves the way others see us. I think in in many ways fear of success is as, as natural as fear of failure, but. I really do not take this platform for granted I think about this a lot in the content of the universe like if we could think about the content of the universe in terms of let's say a bucket and everything that you say and do it constitutes your contribution to what you're putting in the bucket. In other words, whatever you said today, whatever you did today, that was your contribution toward the universal bucket of information, of content. And the words you said, the way you said them, the the way you interacted with other people, that all contributed to what really went into what is now the history of today, everything up until this point. And I think what's challenging is Oftentimes, we don't really realize that what we say and do is permanent. In other words, emotions, they're going to pass. They're going to come and go. But what we do is permanent. It lasts. We, We can't take it back. But the challenge is many of us have grown up not really understanding the role emotions play in our lives. So anxiety, for instance, you might be struggling with anxiety. Maybe you're struggling and you really don't understand why you're experiencing anxiety at the level that you're experiencing it. Well, there are reasons. There are reasons for that. Look in everything I've done in my entire career. I have noticed irrefutably that there are always reasons why you feel the way you feel. There are reasons why you do the things you do now. Just because there are reasons, that certainly doesn't excuse behavior, doesn't make it an excuse if you do something to hurt someone else, but it doesn't mean that there's not a reason. There's always a reason. And I'm not sure that we're really taught about life. So look, I signed myself up to do this show to be able to bring you information, information that I was able to come upon in my life that I believe it is worth sharing. And tonight I'm going to give you some eye opening perspective on every relationship that you have. Cause here's the reality. You're not powerless in your relationships. Maybe you're in a relationship. Maybe you are struggling with someone. Maybe it's with your children, your grandchildren. Maybe you're struggling to connect with them. Maybe you're wondering why some of the people in your life act the way they do. But what I want you to know is you are not powerless. In other words, I see a lot the yes, but game. So here's the yes, but game. People will say, yes, I know what to do, but, and then they'll give the reason for why they're not going to do it. So yes, I know I should eat healthier, but here are the reasons why I'm not going to choose to eat healthier. Yes, I know I play a role in my relationships, but, I don't really want to change until everyone else decides to change. It's not fair. It's not right. Why should I take responsibility for me when other people aren't taking responsibility for themselves or for what they do to me? But here's the, here's the truth. The yes, but game keeps you trapped in your own psychological prison. It's a prison of excuses, but when you can, own complete responsibility for your life, for your relationships, and ultimately your legacy, you can change the narrative. You can change how you go about it. So tonight, I'm honestly, I'm excited to share with you really an eye opening view on relationships. It's a model, it's a paradigm, it's a methodology. It is, it is a way to look at your relationships that is life altering. And if you want to be a part of the show, if you have questions, if you want to learn more, if you just say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm starting to understand it, but I would like to understand it more tonight. You don't have to call just about a question about yourself. You can actually call if you want me to explain this subject more. The number is eight, six, six. 391 1020. And then of course you can always email us in the Dollar Bank Instant Access at KDKA and you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. The model that I will talk about tonight is life-changing. And it's funny because it's now it is 2019. I've been teaching what I'm about to share with you on tonight's show since 1998. And after all these years, every time I have taught this model that I'm about to share with you tonight, I've learned it deeper. I've learned, I've learned more about it. And I've had, as I've had people recognize because what's going to happen here is you're going to learn that you actually play a role in why people approach you the way they do. It can feel really powerless for a long period of time. We can feel like, oftentimes we can honestly, we can feel like a puppet. We can feel like, look, if people are gonna be nice to me, then I'm gonna be okay, my day is gonna go well. But if people are, are not nice to me, then my day is not gonna go well. And that's really the sense of feeling like a puppet. In that sense, oftentimes we give our power to other people. We say, here, you tell me how my day is gonna go. And let's, let's be honest, it doesn't feel good to give people power and control over our lives. So maybe you're sitting there thinking, okay, yes, I wanna have power and control over my life, but how do I do it? How do I get that power and control? That's why I want you to be excited I actually want you to call people and say, you really want to listen to this because this is transformative tonight. uh, What you're going to learn coming up on tonight's show on emotional management. So listen, 866-391-1020 is the number again, dollar bank instant access, kdkaradio.com and you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. I can't say enough gratitude for everyone out there listening and to show my gratitude, I'm going to show you something that's going to be life-changing and I'm not selling it short. Like it's really going to be life-changing. So 866-391-1020 If you want to be a part of the show, this is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA radio. I'm Dr. Christian Conti and you're listening to emotional management the show about life specifically this is about your life and tonight i'm about to i'm about to lead into it right now so listen the number is 866-391-1020 if you want to be a part of the show of course you can email us at kdkaradio.com or you can text us at 866-391-1020 but here it is so look there is a theory about how human beings interact and it's called transactional analysis that can sound so fancy and as soon as you hear something like transactional analysis The name can be scary, but I'm gonna break it down. Trans is just across. Actions are just your behaviors. And analysis, we're just kind of studying and looking at those behaviors. So the way behaviors interact. So here's how it kind of breaks down. Now stick with me, because when you get this, a light bulb's going to go off in your mind, and I'm telling you, you're gonna probably get the chill saying, oh my goodness, this is me. So here's, here's the deal. Eric Byrne is the creator of this theory, and here's what he said. He said, everyone lives out of three ego states all the time, and here's what an ego state is. An ego state is just a state of mind, so you have different states of mind. Now, listen to what they are. You've got the parent part of you, you've got the adult part of you, and you got the child part of you. Now... It doesn't matter if you're a child, you still have all of these in you. Everyone, we all have this inside of us, parent, adult, and child. So the parent part of us, it's broken up into two different parts. There's the lover, let's call the, it's called the nurturing parent. That's the loving part of us. Look, the nurturing parent is the part of you that wants to give love and compassion to others. So it's a very loving, kind part of you. And it's great. Look, we need that. We need to give love to others. And then the other part of the parent, the flip side of that is what's called the critical parent. This is the part of us that criticizes the heck out of everyone. You should have done this. You need to do that. And so it's very demanding. It's very, it's very critical of others. So there's a part of us that's loving and kind. And then there's a part of us that is very critical and demanding. Stick with me now. Then there's the child part of us. Now the child part of us is broken up into two parts. There's the fun child. There's the part of us that just wants to have fun It doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are, all of us as human beings, we want to have fun. And that's very natural. It's a very, it's look it's a human part of us. It's a beautiful part of life to want to have fun. But the other side of being a child, that child part of us, listen to this, it's called the hurt child. This is the part of us that feels sorry for ourselves. Oh, I guess you don't like me. Oh, I'm in line at the grocery store. I figured this would happen to me. Oh, there's traffic again. Figures. Every time I'm in a hurry, there's traffic. So the hurt child is the part of you that feels sorry for yourself. When you're in that hurt child, you really feel like the victim to the world. Oh no, this is happening to me. People are not being nice. People are not being considerate. And then there's that adult part of us. The adult part of us is that rational, reasonable part of us. So let me flip through those one more time. You've got the nurturing parent. That's part of you. You're loving kind, but then you have the critical parent where you're very demanding and critical of others. Then you got that fun child, that part of you that just wants to have fun. And then you've got that hurt child. Poor me. Kind of like Eeyore. Oh no. And then you got the adult, that rational part of you. Now, listen, if you can understand that these different types, here's what I want you to understand. What if you had a really big nurturing parent? In other words, a huge part of you was just loving and compassionate, but you didn't have a very big adult part to regulate that. So in other words, you have all this love and compassion, but you don't have much reason to check it well what happens is you tend to get someone who's called an enabler in other words you kind of enable somebody you say hey listen i'm going to keep giving even if you're taking advantage of me so i'll give you an example i was doing in-home therapy 20 years ago when i first started in the field and i remember being at this house and and this teenage boy i was there to work with and the mother said don't you She's telling the boy, don't you dare leave this house. Don't you leave this house. And he ran out of the house and she said, be back by <laughs> and 10. And then he comes back in, you know, the middle of the night and she gets up and makes some pizza. Look, that's enabling. That's when you got a whole bunch of nurturing parent, but you don't have a whole lot of adult to regulate that. Now, let's flip it. Now, let's say, OK, let's say you have. So instead of too much nurturing parent, what if you have too much? critical parent, where you're just really critical of everybody around you. Oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. You're not living according what I call the cartoon world. The cartoon world is that world of shoulds. You should have listened to me. You should think this way. You should act that way. Look, when you're in that critical parent, you are going to, well, let's say nag everyone around you. Now, I really want you to focus because I'm promise you when I get through all of these, one of the most eye opening things in your life is to understand how they interact. So now let's jump around and let's say you have a really big fun child, but not a very big adult to regulate that. Well, if the part of you that wants to have fun is so big and the part of you that's reasonable and rational is very small, Then what's going to happen? You're probably going to be pretty irresponsible. You're probably going to be the kind of person who, if you're in school, you're going to fail out because you're partying too much. You're going to be the kind of person who loses job after job because you're just not really being responsible. Now, let me come over one more. Let's say you have a really big hurt child. Now, now listen, zero in on this because this is big. Let's say you have a very big hurt child. So You have a big hurt child and a small adult. That means you're going, poor me, this isn't fair. Life's not fair. Nothing goes my way. And you're gonna drain, drain, drain. It's almost like, here's what it's like. If you have a really big hurt child, it's kind of like, imagine a glass and we cut a hole in the bottom of the glass. You can fill up as much water as you want in that glass, but it will never fill up because there's always that hole. So in other words, people can never give you enough compliments, people can never do enough for you because there's always that hole, that's not enough. Whatever's given, you're looking for what else you can get. That's the hurt child. So now I wanna kinda go through these really quickly with you so you can get a sense because you we can move in and out of these states super rapidly. So watch this. Let's say I'm driving down the road and I'm listening to some music and I'm having fun. I'm in my fun child. And then someone cuts me off. <gasps> he shouldn't have done that. Boom. I'm in my critical parent. And then maybe my wife calls and says, Hey, our dog's sick. And I think, Oh, there goes another bill out the, out the window to the vets. Well, that's her child. And she says, no, you should love our dog. And I'm like, you're right. I love him." And then I go to nurturing parent and then I say, well, where can we take him? And now I'm on to the adult. See, that's how fast we can move in and out of these states. But are you ready for the most eye-opening part of them all? Here it is. Whatever state you're in, you impact whatever state other people are in. So let's say you're in your hurt child. Poor me. You don't like me. What do you think you want from other people? You want the nurturing parent. You want them to come along and say, oh, no, it's okay. Everything's fine. But unfortunately, when you play hurt child too much, you get people to start going critical parent on you. Look, transactional analysis. In other words, what I'm about to go into in this show is going to show you how, whatever state of mind you're in, you bring out other states and others. So if people are really critical around you, there might actually be something you're doing that's bringing that out of them. Eight six six three nine one ten twenty 391 1020 is the number. KDKARadio.com is the email. Eight six six three nine one ten twenty 391 1020 is the text. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. And we are talking life transformational information today. Look, let's go to the phone lines. Judy, you're on KDKA.
0: Thank you so much, and I always enjoy your show. Thank you, Judy. Your really appeals to me.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Judy.
0: And, you know, I have a number of comments, and one very important one is that many people don't realize how important it is to love. Yes. And how it affects uh, the, uh, the way a person grows up. That if they haven't been loved, then it has very detrimental effects on the way they end up.
1: You are so right. You are absolutely right.
0: And the fact that, Each thing in in our lives, when we do things and we think it's not affecting other people, we have no idea, as our life has progressed, how each thing we've done not only affects us, but everybody else we've come in contact with. We have changed our own lives by the choices we've made, and we have also changed the lives of those we've come in contact with during those choices,
1: Man, Judy, you are wise. I'm telling you you're wise because I really I really believe that. You are I think you are that's pure wisdom right there. You're right. We're not just changing the people's our lives. We're changing everyone we come into contact with.
0: Right, and the direction our lives take are it's amazing how when you're older as I am and I look back at years gone by, If you had made a different decision, how different your life would have been and how different the lives of those that you touched would be. Mm. And I would like to, I mean, I don't know how this could be accomplished, but I realize that many in college do have to read The Road Less Traveled. Right. But instead of some of the books that high schools have their students read, I really believe that that book, The Road Less Traveled, should be read by every child when they are in ninth or 10th grade.
1: Well, I, I mean, love it. it. I think that's a great
0: difference in their
1: lives. Hey, listen, that book made a difference in my life. I remember reading that. I loved it. But listen, Judy, I, I really appreciate your call because your message is very profound and it is pure, pure wisdom because you're so right. First of all, it is important to love. Love definitely is the biggest factor that we need to bring to the world. We have so much anger. We have so much just people just really upset about so many things. But when we lead with love, it's, it changes. It transforms people. So I love your message. I really appreciate you listening, and I'm, I'm so grateful for what you're sharing. Thank you. I hope it's
0: helped somebody.
1: It definitely will. Thank you so much, Judy. You're
0: welcome. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Bye-bye. That's what what a great call. I love that um that's what beautiful beautiful wisdom right there from from Judy. It's true. We do need to lead with love. Look, life's short and we are contributing. You are contributing to the content of the universe. And you might think, well no I'm not. Maybe I'm just being reactive. I didn't like what I saw. So I had to lash out on Twitter. I had to lash out on social media. I had to lash out. I had to tell people. But did you? Did you have to contribute that? I want to go to the right automotive text line. This is from Rob on Southside. He said, I've recently uh, broke up with my girlfriend because I felt like she's too negative. Like every day she says she's had a bad day and just shuts things down and is not open to things. And I'm worried about going through life like that with her because I really feed off others energy. I tried to explain this to her, but she takes it the wrong way, not sure what to do. Rob, this is a really, really great question and an important question. And I think it can fit right into what I'm talking about with this whole transactional analysis. Like it sounds like your girlfriend probably struggles with being in that hurt child a lot. And when you're in the hurt child a lot, you feel like a victim to the universe. In other words, Oh no, the, the, the line was too long at the grocery store or, Oh no, like traffic was long or, Oh no, my boss didn't recognize the work I did. And so it's a constant constant. This is happening to me. This is happening to me. So when you are around someone like that Rob there's a couple things that could be you need to be mindful of first of all i love that you're aware that other people other people's energy affects you because you're right it does it, maybe other people's energy doesn't determine Who we are and what we do, but it certainly impacts us just as our energy impacts others. Here's the insight that I would love to give you maybe for the next relationship. So it sounds like that relationship wasn't the right one for you. That's perfectly fine. That happens in life. But as you move forward, Rob, I want you to be mindful that you don't jump to the critical parent. So in other words, I really want to reiterate this. When I talk about the critical parent or the hurt child, this doesn't have to do with being an actual parent, a father or mother, or a child, a little kid. This has to do with what's inside of us. So we have that parent part of us inside of us, the nurturing parent, the loving part, or that critical parent, that critical demanding part. And we have in that us uh, that fun child, just wants to have a lot of fun, and then that hurt child. And Rob, that's what it sounds like your girlfriend or ex-girlfriend largely operated out of was that hurt child. Now here's what's so empowering when someone is in a hurt child, they very much want you to come in, sweep them up and be the nurturing parent to them. But as you know, Rob, probably no doubt you understand this after a while, when someone complains enough, We get pretty fed up and then we jump into our critical parent. Like, look, things aren't as bad as you keep making them out to be. How about looking at something positive? And even though our message is probably rational and probably a positive, good message, the fact is the way we deliver it could very well be critical. Like you need to get this message. You need to buck up. You need to quit being so negative. Now, look in, if we threw it out, and this is in relationships, were just about facts then sure, that's a great fact. It's, it's a fact I would support. We want to be positive, but look, life's not just about having information or let me make this even more specific relationships. Aren't just about having information. They're about communicating that information. And so if we are unwittingly Contributing to someone being in the hurt child because we're being critical constantly, it becomes a vicious cycle. And here's the part that's really eye opening it's the chicken or the egg. So it's not a matter of who to blame. Oh, well, this person is hurt child, so I had to go to critical parent. It's not a matter of that. It's chicken or the egg. Maybe you could come at someone from a critical position, which could start to elicit or bring out that hurt child. Look, I know this can be heavy stuff, especially just to hear on a, you know, in listening through like the medium of radio without any visuals with it. But I think it's really powerful and worth your time to hear because I really believe that once you understand that people are acting around you in response, to how you are. So if you are very critical, they're either going to be very hurt, like we said, or they're gonna be critical in return. So in other words, you should do this. Well, you should do that. And now it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The problem with that is you can go back and forth and fight with someone all day long. Again, if you're not mindful, of your ego state and what you're bringing to others, then you're likely to just go back and forth between the critical parent, hurt child, or critical parent, critical parent, or let's think about it this way. If someone's in a critical parent, Sometimes that forces the other person into more of the fun child. So they think, well, if you're going to be the rule stickler, then I'm just going to go out and have more fun. And then the other person gets more critical and the other one goes off and has more fun. And until you are aware of this dynamic, you keep playing it out over and over and over again. This is why I say tonight is so transformative. Once you understand this. It can change your life forever. 866-391-1020 is the number. The dollar bank instant access is KDKA or you could text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio.
2: You're listening to
1: Emotional Management with Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. Welcome to the show, Emotional Management. Tonight we are talking about a subject that really can be life-changing. Look, it's called transactional analysis. If you want to learn more by reading more about it, I wrote about it in my textbook. I wrote a textbook called advanced techniques for counseling and psychotherapy with Springer publishing. Um, I also put transactional analysis in my anger management workbook. So there are spaces where you can read about it. If you want to see a visual with it, my YouTube channel, if you go to YouTube, Dr. Christian Conti, C O N T E, I did a video called understanding relationships but I really want to highlight again the transaction part. In other words, first, yes, you get it down. There's a parent part of you that has the nurturing parent part of you, that loving part. Then you've got that critical part of you. Hey, things should be the way I think they should be. Then you have that fun child that just wants to just have fun. Then you have that hurt child that really feels sorry for yourself. And then you have that adult, that rational part of you. Now look, Here's what's really most powerful to understand. Let's say someone comes to you and they're in their hurt child. Oh, this isn't fair. That isn't fair. Well, as they come to you and they start to talk about everything that's not fair, everything that happens to them, how it's, you know, life's just not fair. It always, it's something's always happening to them. Instead of you jumping to either the nurturing parent or even the critical parent and just kind of falling into that cycle, you can stay in the adult, that rational part of you. And here's how you can stay in the adult. Stick with me. There's a difference between what people say, that is the words they say, that's content, and then how they say it, process. So if you Jump on board with the words people say. If someone says, it's not fair, this happened to me all day long, everybody got in line in front of me, and you jump on and you say, well, I'm sure there there weren't times when people were jumping in front of you, then they just go right into it more. No, you don't understand, it really was, and then you try to justify it. No, I'm sure they weren't, and now you're going back and forth, but instead, if you stay in the adult When they say, Oh, this happened to me all day long. You say, wow, sounds like you had a tough day and you just reflect process, but you don't jump on board with that content. You just kind of stay in the process. sounds like you're having a really tough day. Now, as you validate that enough times, eventually the person starts to come out of that hurt child and come into the adult. In other words, they might say, well, no, I'm not saying my life's terribly miserable. And what when they say it like that, what they're not realizing is, well, up to that moment, it certainly was sounding like they believed their life was terrible and terribly miserable. So when you stay in your adult ego state, you actually pull people out of it. Again, let's think if they're critical. Let's say they're very critical towards you. You should have done this, you should have done that. Again, your instinct might be to defend yourself or justify, rationalize why you did what you did no, you don't understand. Let me explain. Here's why I did what I did. Now you're in the hurt child or maybe you get in critical parent and fight back. But if someone's in critical parent again, and you stay in your adult, you look at them and say, wow, it seems like you're really frustrated that things didn't go the way you wanted them to go. Well, I am frustrated because of you, you did this, this, and this sounds like things didn't go your way. It's tough when things don't go our way. Well, things don't always go my way, you know, boom. And now they're starting to get into a conversation and they're not just staying in that realm of criticism. The reason, the reason why I get really excited about sharing this is if you don't understand that the way you talk to people actually influences the way they talk to you, then what happens is you go through life thinking that everyone is a certain way and you don't realize that People are a certain way around you because of how you are. In other words, people say for years, people will say, I don't know why I always pick the wrong relationships. Well, let's think out of all your wrong relationships, what was the one common factor you? So the question is, is it worth you learning about yourself and understanding why you do the things you do so that you can then change that? Or is it worth just staying in the same patterns again and again? Once you understand the patterns you're in, you're able to change those patterns. This to me is why it's so life changing to start to know what your patterns are. So staying in the adult is your goal. And again, the adult, the adult ego state is that rational part of yourself. So you don't get swept up every time someone starts to feel sorry for himself or herself. Oh no, it's too bad. Well, listen, buck up. Listen, you can say buck up. I was talking to someone today and they said, well, I said, well, what do you do when someone starts to get in that? And he said, well, I just tell him it's life's not fair. And I said, well, how does that work? And he said, well, that doesn't work because they just shut down. Well, exactly. That's the point. You can say whatever you want to say in life, but just be mindful that what you say impacts how people respond. This is why it's so really eye opening to understand this. Ask yourself whether or not you are living in that hurt child more than what you might like to admit. Ask yourself if you find yourself nagging and being in the critical parent more than what you might like to admit. Now, watch this. This is where it gets really eye opening. Sometimes it's difficult for people to see the role they play. So try to analyze the role you play through the eyes. Let's say of your closest loved one. How would they see you? Would they see you as a critical parent? Would they see you as a hurt child? When you start to look at yourself through the eyes of others, you start to become awake to the way you interact. And again, The way you interact impacts in turn how others react to you. If you want to be a part of the show, 866-391-1020 is the number. The dollar bank instant access is kdkaradio.com or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on a right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Again, if you want to learn more about transactional analysis, you can check out my book, Advanced Techniques for Counseling and Psychotherapy, or my Anger Management Workbook, or again, go onto YouTube and see a video called Understanding Relationships. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. On KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management, a weekly
2: checkup from the neck up with Dr. Christian Conti, brought to you by Summit Psychology Services. On KDKA Radio.
1: Hey, this is Emotional Management of Dr. Christian Conti. We're talking about some deep issues tonight. 866 391 1020 is the number if you want to be a part of the show. Let's go to the phone lines. Bryce, you're on KDKA Radio. Hi. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Bryce, how are you, buddy? Doing good. What's going on?
0: I have some issues going on in my life right now.
1: Well, how can I help, buddy?
0: Um, I have a disorder, bipolar. And I have trouble controlling my moods. I- and I don't uh, have trouble keeping the one move. i say I can be happy in one minute and then angry the next.
1: Yeah. Listen, first of all, that's great awareness on your part to understand that you go from different moods. Um, I think that's awareness is the first key. So you recognizing it is huge. Let me ask you this, Bryce. If you wanted to get really good at playing the piano, what would you need to do? Practice a lot. Yeah, you need to practice a lot. Let me ask you this. Would it be worth it? If you wanted to be good at the piano, would it be worth it for you to practice a lot? Yeah, it would be worth it. Yes, it would. So let's think about this. You would love to have more control over your emotions. And so that's going to take some practice. That's going to take you really practicing having control. And I'm going to give you something that you can do even starting tonight. Are you ready for it? Yeah. All right. Whenever you're, whenever you get the impulse to snap out, what I want you to know and say to yourself is I don't have to snap out just because I'm feeling like this. I don't have to just because I'm feeling like this. Now, if you say that to yourself and you really convince yourself of that, I don't have to lash out just because I feel like this. It'll give you a minute to pause and realize that I promise you this, Bryce, that feeling, it'll pass. It will go away. How's that sit with you? Oh, sure, I'll
0: uh, give it a try.
1: That's all you can do, buddy. Is you can try, you give it a try. Now, listen. No, have as has there ever been a feeling that you've had last forever? Has any feeling you've ever had lasted forever? Nah, uh, no, no, right? Me too. So here's the th- here's the here's the deal. Because nothing that you feel will last forever, that means that whatever you feel next, it's going to have a beginning, it's going to have a middle, and it's going to have an end. So I really want you to know you don't have to act on it just because you feel the impulse to act that way. Okay. All right. I appreciate your call. Fantastic! Thank you so much. Definitely wishing you the best of luck. Let's go to the phone lines again. Daquan, you're on with Doctor Conti.
0: Hey, Doctor Conti, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? I'm
0: doing all right. Um, Well, trying to anyway. I just went through a recent breakup, and my girlfriend told me that I need to take time to know myself and to learn how to control my anger.
1: Hmm.
0: My anger, when I get angry, I, I lash out and say things that I don't really mean
1: and I hurt the ones I really love. First of all, being, being able to own that is huge. I think that takes so much courage to own that because there are so many people out there that are doing that, but they refuse to actually own that. So that's huge. And the second thing is, one of the things we don't realize, too, is a lot of times, As Men we might be more intimidating than we think because people see our actions. They don't see our intentions So even if you don't mean to be aggressive You're probably perceived as aggressive Just by nature of you know, just by your nature You're probably perceived as being aggressive just like I would be if I was angry Mm -hmm. So so here's the here's the here's the catch here's the thing to start to learn about yourself The question is, to to ask yourself is, do you have to lash out? Like, what is it in you that says, I have to lash out? I have to get at this person. What do you think that is? Uh,
0: I've been told from when I was little, uh, in order to get my my point across, I, I had to yell or scream in order to get my point across.
1: Okay. it's Huge. That's huge. So once you know that that's where it started, that's where this all began. When you were young, you had to yell to get your point across. Now what's different is so you in in an ingrained behavioral pattern, you did it when you were young, you learned that growing up and that was a pattern. So it's going to be hard as heck to break that pattern. But here's the part that I wish I could reach in your heart and have you feel it's definitely possible to break that pattern. So here's what you do to break that pattern. You start saying to yourself, stop. Like you literally get that phrase in your head, stop. Whenever you go to be impulsive, stop. And then you say, it's okay. Like in your mind, I want you to say, it's okay over and over again. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. When you tell yourself it's okay, or I'm okay, or I'm safe. When you were young, you probably were in instances where you weren't safe, where it wasn't okay. And so you really had to yell to get your point across. Am I accurate on that? Yes, sir. So when you weren't safe, there was a real reason to lash out. But now as you get older, you might have the same feeling like you're not safe, but the truth is you actually are safe. So it's important to tell your brain over and over again, I, I'm safe. I'm, I'm not saying to say it out loud. I'm just saying in your own mind, I'm safe. I'm okay. And the more you tell yourself that, the less your brain feels reactive, like it has to lash out. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Yes.
1: I I love the idea that you're open to looking at your life. I think that's that's just genuine courage. And if this relationship with her is important, then it would be worth probably sitting down with someone, trying to find someone you could sit down and talk with. I think oftentimes as men, we just feel like we're not allowed to get into, you know, we're not supposed to go to counseling. We're not supposed to talk to somebody, but I think that that's all, that's just not right. I think the truth is, all of us could benefit from talking to somebody. So my hope is that you you take some of this and you practice it, but you also keep talking to people about it.
0: Yes sir, I appreciate that.
1: Definitely. I appreciate you calling in. I think that's absolutely fantastic and at role models for other men. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Yeah.
1: You too. definitely wishing you a lot of peace. Look, I think it takes a lot of courage to face issues. So to me, that is the definition of courage and strength and honor to look at your life and say, you know what? I'm flawed. I've messed up. Okay. I've messed up, but now I want to learn and I want to be better for tomorrow. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA radio. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. I really appreciate the calls. Look, I know it takes a lot to call in. It does. It takes a lot of courage to call in, but I want you to know that in my eyes, I view that as tremendous courage. I think it's honorable for people to call in and say, look, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, that's not easy. And there are a lot of people out there that are struggling with similar issues. So you're not look, we had a beautiful call from Judy earlier who said, look, you're not just changing the people, your own life. You're changing everyone's life with whom you come into contact. And when you call in to like a radio show over the airwaves, you're impacting people in places that you will never even know about. Someone out there is listening, going, you know what? you know, I kind of struggle the way, uh, Daquan struggles. And I feel that I feel that struggle. I feel what Bryce is going through. And when you, when you, when you impact people in that way and you see your behavior on a larger scale, sometimes we get so caught up in the minutia of life that we miss out on that big picture. And I think it's worth it for us to step back and constantly see that big picture. I think that it has been it's been life altering for me ever since i started doing videos on youtube and hearing from people in countries i never even heard of people would reach out and say hey i'm using your yield theory i'm teaching it at my police academy i've i've, I've heard from people all over the world and when i it's just it's it's moving it's moving to recognize that Look, all of us, we are adding to the content of the universe. The question is, what are you adding to the content of the universe? Look, dollar bank, instant access. We got a uh, great email from George. He says, uh, you ask us to try to see what others see looking at us. I've tried, but I feel like I just cannot see what others see. I have great friends in every area of my life, so I believe they see something good I bet you're right about that. He says, so how do we look at ourselves? First of all, great question. Thank you so much uh, for that email on the dollar bank instant access. I I love that email. I think you're, you're, you know, you're right. If you have a bunch of great friends, then the truth is there is something beautiful and great about you. That's a fact. And that's something to be, you know, you've probably worked hard to be that human being. Um, And that's wonderful. But how do you really look at yourself? Well, let's maybe sometimes When we encounter conflict, it's a good time to see what we're really made of. Maybe when we're, when we're reading the news and no one's around and the only person we really know the true reaction of is ourselves. Like what's your first thought when you come across a news story? What is your, what does your heart say? What does your mind say? Do you have judgments when you want to learn about yourself? It is really looking and saying, Hey, How do you experience me? Or maybe someone gives you feedback, but you don't really zero in on it. You kind of gloss over it. Hey, you were really rude earlier today. No, I wasn't. I didn't mean to be, so I wasn't. No, no, no. Wait, if someone said you're rude, then you really consider that. Maybe I was. I'm not saying that you were wrong or bad for being rude, but maybe there was a reason why you were rude. I'm sure there was, but that's how you begin to look at yourself. You start to think about who you are in the context of the world of the context of the relationships that you have. And look, that's not easy. It's not easy at all. So I remember when I first started training as a professional counselor, we would do videotapes. And so we would tape our sessions, our counseling sessions. And I remember watching them thinking, Oh man, this is what I say. And this is how I'm interacting. And it's hard. It's hard to watch yourself at first and think, This is how I'm coming across. And there's a certain element of learning to let go and realizing that maybe you don't like what you sound like. Maybe you don't like what you look like, but at the end of the day, what you're giving off is what the world is seeing. And so I think it's really, really worth it to step back and ask yourself, how are others experiencing me? And if people don't want to tell you, well, that's telling as well, because they don't want to tell you that means there might be. There might be a reason why they don't want to tell you, you know, and that's, that's something to look at as well. But I do think it's a great question. I think you're, if you've got great friends and you're in a good spot, then maybe that's not the right time to explore that. But if you genuinely want to learn about yourself, ask people, Hey, how, how do you experience me? And look, if people, if it's a social situation, a lot of times people are just going to tell you what you want to hear. But if it's a conflictual situation, ask, see what they say. I want to go again to the dollar bank instant access. And Frank says, I have serious anger issues and you have helped me dial it way back. My wife has recommended journaling every day to help me call out my triggers. I have no idea what to write. I was wondering if you would have any suggestions. Thank you for all your help. Well, Frank, you're welcome. And thank you so much for writing in. So serious anger issues, your wife recommends journaling every day. I love that suggestion. I think that is a uh, that's a very powerful suggestion. But not only that, honestly, Frank, the truth is they have done studies. There's been research. A lot of research backs up the fact that when you journal about something, you can significantly alter the way you Experience that moment when you in your in your mind and memory. So here's what to do. First and foremost, if you're worried about someone else reading it, I would say let's make it personal for you. Because when you write your innermost thoughts, I, I think it's very reasonable to ask no one else read those thoughts. If it's your journal, you don't have to then worry. Am I saying the wrong thing? Are people going to judge me for this? So first and foremost, keep it to yourself. And, and that way you can eliminate that element right away and you can speak, you can say exactly what's on your mind, but here's what I would recommend that you do. Think about a situation that angers you. And here's my advice, write about it and then come back to it again and write about it the second time, except on the second time, leave out all of the adjectives. (laughs) So think about this. Oh, I just met this stuck up person who was so rude and so mean and they weren't considerate at all and they uh, pulled out their car in front of my car and cut me off trying to probably because they are just don't care about people and now you just go back and tell that story again someone's car drove in front of my car (laughs) without the adjectives think about how different it is and a lot of times we get involved in hyperbole. Hyperbole is the worst. Hyperbole is an exaggeration. And when we get caught up in our adjectives and our descriptions with a bunch of hyperbole, with a bunch of exaggerations, then with exaggerated descriptions come exaggerated feelings. So again, journal, I love it. Write about the instant, whatever the moment is, and then go back through and write about it again, except eliminate the adjectives. Now, that's one piece of, 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 I think, sound advice when it comes to writing. The other thing is this. If you can go back and write about the same incident every single day for two weeks straight, watch how your description changes from day to day. And then and this is where where it's most eye-opening, put your first day's description of whatever happened when you were highly emotional against the end of the second week's description and look at the difference and watch the difference. Now, I've done this for many years. Think about this, I've been doing therapy for 20 years. Um, So even early in my career, I had people journal about it, I had read about that, so I had them do that. What I learned maybe, I'm gonna say maybe 10 years ago, I started to do this exercise with people where I did the get rid of your adjectives exercise. And what I saw is it kind of sped up that whole process, that two week process. And we watched people get really, really quickly say, oh, wait a minute. All that happened is a car pulled up in front of my car. Oh, all that happened was they uh, made a mistake at the counter and then they had to fix that mistake. Oh, all that happened was um, the, the line was a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. See, when you when you take those descriptions and you get rid of those extreme language, you can have more balanced feelings. Coming back to that whole concept of the adult ego state, the most effective way to stay in the adult ego state is to use accurate language. Everybody's against me. Really? Let's use accurate language. Um, a couple people disagreed with what I thought. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. On KDK Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. 866-391-1020 is the number. Dollar Bank Instant Access. You can email us at KDKARadio.com or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. And here is a right automotive text. It says can't always be someone's sounding board or they will just keep you captivated with themselves. Well, you are absolutely right. In fact, if you are only a sounding board, then you are essentially that nurturing parent with a small adult to regulate it. So, it's one thing to give love, be kind, be compassionate, but without that adult to regulate it, you can let someone go on and on without challenging them. Look, an antithetical connection is actually a really healthy connection. There's a difference between a complementary uh, relationship or connection where we, you know, we're just trying to make sure we fit in perfectly and versus there's an antithetical one, which is we're going to challenge you at times And conflict is good conflict. Look, that's where growth happens with conflict. The question is, the problem I think it is, is this, because people aren't really aware of how to be assertive, then they jump to aggression. So it's like, I'm going to be really nice, really nice, really nice, and then snap out and be really mean. So you go from passive to aggressive and you don't have to swing that far if you are in your adult ego state you can stay assertive you can be rational you can talk about accurate language again the more accurate you are with your language the better chance that you have to stay in that adult and look here is a great question from Brian from Shadyside on the right automotive text line writes, Hi, Dr. Conti. This is my first time listening, and I'm really glad I found you. I've never heard of transactional analysis before, and it really just blew my mind. I'm currently in a relationship with someone that would be considered in their hurt child. I guess I go into my critical parent when they do this and would like some advice on how I can stay in my adult. Thanks ahead of time. Looking forward to listening and learning again. Thank you, Brian. Look, it is really powerful to hear this stuff when you are when you're in a relationship with someone in that hurt child you're right you do go into your critical parent you go into it and you think look i'm justified i need to be in my critical parent because they're in their hurt child but again come back to the adult come back to the adult so i remember one time i was uh teaching this concept in an anger management group and a guy said uh he came back the following week and he said, man, doc, I tried that stuff. It didn't work. I said, what happened? He said, well, I, my wife came home and she said, listen, you're, you're I'm mad at you. Like, and she just started being angry, angry, angry. He said, so I looked at her. I realized she wasn't a critical parent. So I stayed in my adult. I, I just said, man, you seem really angry. And she said, you're right. I'm, I'm angry at you. You're sitting around playing video games all day. I'm working hard. And I looked at it and I said, shut up. And I, so he, saw, he laughed out and screamed at her. I said, listen, you did not stay in your adult. You jumped up to your critical parent. It was really kind of, it was comical because he actually burst out laughing with it. And the, the group, it was really, really funny because he recognized the, the, the comedy of it. Like you didn't stay in your adult. You can't stay. You can't have one comment in your adult and then jump up to the critical parent and think you're being rational. You're not, you got sucked right into it. To be in the adult, you have to stay in the adult through the entire interaction. So let me give you another story again. Like I said, I've been doing this more than 20 years. I remember one time someone came back and they said, well, I remember you telling us to stay in the adult through the whole interaction. So what I did was I was real rational, And then I walked in the other room and I thought, okay, that's the end of that interaction. And then I came back in screaming. (laughs) I said, well, I checked out of the room for the first part of the interaction. So now it's a whole new interaction. I said, no, 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 no. Look, anytime you're connecting with people, it's worth being mindful that your ego state impacts theirs just like theirs impacts you. What if you could realize that and stay consistent in your ego state and stay consistent in your adult. Here's a great email from Chelsea. Chelsea says, Dr. Conti, I'm in a relationship with a man who gets very explosive and angry. He doesn't put his hands on me, but he calls me terrible names when he gets angry. Being someone who deals with anger management consciously, I try to understand his view. Do you think you can cover what a woman should do when encountering her partner who is angry and the limitations. I recently broke it off with him because he called me the B word one too many times, but then I wonder if I'm abandoning him because he's obviously angry for a reason, and it seems he's directed to those uh, close to him. He's directed his anger those close to him, um, but no one outside the circle wouldn't have a clue that he gets like this. I love your videos. They help a lot and even shared a few with him, but I doubt they were watched. Thanks for sharing Chelsea. Great question. Great question. Look, it's important because first I want to validate this. Yes, you're right. You're seeing a side of him that other people aren't seeing when you're in a relationship, it's guaranteed. You're going to see a side that not everybody's seeing. Now look, when it comes to the side that we like to experience, we're kind of proud of that, right? I know the peccadillos of the person with whom I'm in a relationship with and you don't, that's what makes our relationship special, but also coming with those kind of quirky little behaviors also come maybe the more serious things. I don't think anyone needs to stay in a relationship when someone else is is being angry and intimidating. And I think it's really worth it to be able to say, look, I have a right to not have you call me names. I have a right to not allow you to treat me like this. And this is a message I would really want you to hear. And remember, Chelsea, I'm the father of a daughter. So for me, it's important that if someone is going to want to date my daughter when she's 40, I'm going to say, look, if you're going to be in any way disrespectful, then she's going to be mindful to make sure she is only allowing a healthy relationship. So I don't think you should feel guilty Chelsea, that you have to fix his anger. He has to fix his anger and that's okay. Cause if I was talking to him, I would say, listen, you can't put how she responds on you. Your job is to fix your anger. So Chelsea, I would say That if you are going to encounter someone who's angry, you want to be mindful that, first of all, you shouldn't have to tiptoe. You shouldn't have to worry like, oh no, if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to set him off. That's not okay. You shouldn't have to walk on eggshells. Shouldn't have to feel like, oh no, I I can't say the wrong thing. I think anytime you're in a relationship where you have to worry about saying the wrong thing or you're on eggshells, that's really what leads to violence. In fact, the cycle of violence occurs when people lash out in violence. Maybe they then hurry up honeymoon period. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. And then they go into the tension. It's called tension explosion honeymoon. So the tension period is that period where you're feeling like, Oh no, I'm I'm walking on eggshells. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to do the wrong thing and set this person off. Well, that's an awful existence. It's an awful way to live. And oftentimes people will say, well, this person provoked me. And sometimes I say, you know what? You're right. They did provoke you because sitting around and having to live in a relationship where you're constantly walking on eggshells is so awfully uncomfortable that sometimes people would rather provoke it and get the, the anger over with so that they can move on to that honeymoon phase. So look, I just think to break the cycle of violence, you, I want to empower you Chelsea to say you are not responsible for what your partner does in that relationship. You're only responsible for taking care of yourself. And to your partner, I would say, you've got to get a grip on that anger. You have to get a grip. It's not okay to say, I've always had this anger. It's not okay to say, it's just always been like this. Instead, you say, you know what? We can't change the past, not a second of it. That's why I never shame people because I can't change the past anyway. Look, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt, I feel bad about what I've done. Great. Learn from it. Change it. Shame is feeling bad about who you are. My research has shown me for 20 years, people who live in shame act out of shame. So I'm not shaming people, but I am saying this. Once we shine light on behavior, now it's time to change it. It's not okay to intimidate others, it's not okay to be violent. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio.
2: You're listening to Emotional Management with Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio.
1: This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Super grateful that you joined us tonight. I'm so grateful. I really honestly I um I met someone who said that she had listened to me uh, back when I was I would come on Larry and John in the morning and then she was excited when I got my own show and so she's a a regular listener. I'm so grateful to hear that. I um it's worth it for me for you to know that it means a lot. I, I really set out to do this show and agreed to do this show so that I could try to connect with as many people as possible. And I know I wanted to make a call in, you know, I do a YouTube channel where I put videos out and give information, but I wanted to make something that would be interactive where people could have a chance to call in. You know, I don't see people privately right now with my travel schedule and what I do. I have a pretty fiercely busy schedule, so I thought, hey, listen, if you want to talk to me, just call in. You can call in for free at 866-391-1020, and I enjoy it. I really enjoy being able to connect with listeners and go through this medium, so I'm very, very grateful to listeners out there emotions are not easy to deal with. And then we don't learn them when we're in school. We just don't learn. We don't know this parent adult child stuff, but imagine how awakening it might be. If our children, when they're in junior high can recognize when someone is going into the hurt child and saying, Oh, you guys don't like me. And they're saying that because they want the nurturing parent. They want everybody to say, no, you're great. You're wonderful. We like you. And imagine if when people in relationships become very critical and nagging, instead of going into the hurt child, you stay in the adult and say, look, I don't need to put up with this. Like if you're going to choose to criticize me at every turn, then I don't really want to choose to be in this relationship. It's okay to say you are worth being treated with respect. We all mess up. We all mess up. We're all gonna make mistakes. And if, for instance, I I hear this a lot. Well, if I know someone's being critical, then how do I tell them that they're being critical? Well, here's the deal. If you go and you just tell them you're being critical, you're gonna likely fall into being critical yourself. So again, be mindful of being in the adult. And that might mean saying, Look, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but I am experiencing you coming at me an awful lot. So for instance, let's say someone, let's take this to driving down the road. This could be really common. You're driving down the road with your loved one and maybe your loved one feels really anxious in the car. And if you feel really anxious in the car, you're likely to want to cover that up with Anger, because when you get angry, you can release endorphins rather than have to sit in that awful cortisol. So you might be very, you might nag. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Oh, look out for this. Oh, look out for that. And then if you're driving and someone's nagging you, you could either jump into the hurt child. Well, I can't take this. Every you're always doing this to me. Or you could jump into the critical parent. Leave me alone. I know how to drive. And so there's this back and forth and it's all happening because you're not realizing that first of all, the reason why the person's nagging to begin with is he or she is anxious in the car and it can be really scary sometimes to be struggling with anxiety and not be in control. So you start to get real anxious. You start to nag, nag, nag. You might not even realize that you're doing it and you might not realize that that nagging is coming from a place of fear. On the other side, if you're driving and someone's nagging you, instead of going right back at them or come, you know, you, you validate, you stay in the adult and you validate that fear. Look, I can, I can tell you're feeling really, you know, it seems like you're feeling really anxious right now. Now you don't go with the you did this, you did that. You don't jump into that. You say, look, it looks like you're really struggling with the anxiety right now. Is there anything I can do that could help you feel a little less anxious? And so you become the calm. You take control. You be the adult. And when you take control of your energy, that echoes out, that echoes out in waves. And then your energy impacts others. When people would come see me with a lot of anxiety, instead of me trying to hurry up and teach them a whole bunch of facts about anxiety and how they can handle it, what I learned to do was control my own breathing, control my own presence. And so for a lot of people, when they come see me, I would just make my presence as peaceful as possible. I control me. You control you. I'm not going to try to control you. I am, however, going to take full responsibility of my response to you. So maybe you're critical. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're whatever you are and you have a right to be whatever you are, but I have a right to respond to you in a way that honors my best self. So if I want to honor my best self, that means I'm going to use accurate language. I'm going to be, I'm going to lead with peace and I'm going to focus on peace because that's what I want in the bucket of universal content I recognize and accept full responsibility for what I'm contributing. And if my words are going to contribute to the universal content, then I want them to contribute peace. If you want to get good at the piano, you play the piano. Just like I told the young man earlier, if you want to get good at having peace, you got to practice having peace. And that begins with practicing accurate language. Describe your world in the most accurate way possible. Every week, Monday nights, 8 to 10, I'm here doing emotional management. And you can call in, write in, be a part of the show. I genuinely appreciate when people do call in. I'm honored to do what I do. I'm Dr. Christian Conti, and I definitely, above all... Wish you much peace. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio.
2: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.